If you hate anxiety as much as I do, then you are in the right place. Welcome to the I Hate Anxiety podcast and your host, Larry Quicksall. Larry is a mental health therapist who has spent the past 30 years helping people improve the quality of their lives. And today, he wants to help you get rid of the anxiety in your life. So without any further ado, here's Larry. Hi, everyone, and thanks for joining me for the I Hate Anxiety podcast, brought to you by Crossroads Innovative Trainings at citrainings.com. Today, we have another question, and it is from Tom. Tom writes, My counselor has mentioned DSM regarding my diagnosis. What is DSM, and what does that mean? Well, that's a good question, and it's actually an acronym that everyone in the mental health field, at least here in the United States, uses. It stands for Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, or DSM. I like to refer to it as the Great Big Book of Mental Disorders. It's put out by the American Psychiatric Association, and it is a nosology, or a listing of criteria for a diagnosis. It's not the first nosology, but is probably the one that uh, is the first that really took off on a very large scale. And it actually parallels another one, which is known as the ICD, International Classification of Disease. And so the uh, American Psychiatric Association and the World Health Organization, who has the uh, the uh, ICD, they try to somewhat work together in order to, you know, have a a level of commonality between mental health conditions in the ICD and the uh, the DSM. A little bit of history on the DSM. It basically the development of it really started kicking in uh, following World War II. We had a large number of psychiatrists that were used both in uh, helping to assess soldiers that were going into World War II and then to help them deal with a host of different conditions that developed over the course of their time in the war. And following the war, the different branches of the service were wanting to try to put together some sort of a... uh, Uh, criteria list for the different diagnoses. Prior to that, you could have, you know, the same person seen by five different psychiatrists and they may all get a different different diagnosis because there wasn't really a true set diagnosis. So the first DSM came out in 1952 and we now refer to that as DSM-1. It was, it was a good first start, and it actually lasted for several years, and even after it was updated, the Army continued to use it for a period of time. Finally, in 1968, after uh, work groups inside the American Psychiatric Association had uh, come up with recommendations and put together a new DSM, DSM-2 came out. So the first one went from 1952 until 1968. And that continued on uh, with some minor revisions that were done in 1974. And then in 1980, 
they came out with DSM-3. And for people with anxiety, you know, uh, interests, that is when uh, the DSM, uh, that, that particular DSM had the uh, uh, complex anxiety disorder that we call post-traumatic stress disorder. That's when it was added, 1980. Uh, in 1987, they made several revisions again, and they called this one DSM-3R, and uh, the R standing for revisions. One of the interesting things during uh, DSM-3 and 3R time period was the creation of a five-axis system for uh, making a diagnosis. And this, this is one, I have to say, DSM-3R is close to my heart because that's what I cut my teeth on whenever I uh, was introduced to the DSM. And you would have, it was basically like a five-tier level of making a comprehensive diagnosis. Axis 1 were your major, major mental disorders. Axis 2 included personality disorders as well as developmental disabilities. Axis 3 looked at any other medical condition that the person may have that is impacting the Axis 1 diagnosis. Axis 4, that is for psychosocial stressors, recognizing the idea that if you got a whole lot of stuff going on in your life, that that's going to have an impact on your mental condition, your mental state. And finally, Axis 5 was for global assessment of functioning. Taking everything into account, how well is the person functioning? For example, you could have a person with a very serious mental condition such as schizophrenia, but if they're well stabilized with medication, if they have had assistance to overcome and, and become edu overcome different issues and becoming educated as far as how to manage their illness, they can have a very high GAF or Global Assessment of Functioning score. It went from 1 to 100, if I remember right. I haven't looked at it for a while. Uh, and a zero meant you just didn't have enough information to give a, a proper GAF. In... Uh, let's see, in 1994, which was just seven years after DSM-3R came out, DSM-IV came out. And then a few years after that, in 2000, they came out with DSM-IV-TR, meaning text revision. There were no major changes in the diagnosis itself, as far as the criteria, but as research and study was done and better understanding in some of the different conditions, uh, there were some revisions made to the text explaining the, uh, the conditions in more detail. And then we fast forward to 2013 and we had the release of DSM-5. And that is the current DSM that we are under at this time. So we have gone from 1952 to the present day with five DSMs and a couple of different revisions tossed in for good measure. But Tom, I hope that answers your question. The DSM is the big book of mental disorders. 
It has the criteria, the detailed criteria that must be met for every diagnosis. It is used by insurance companies. It is used uh, by Medicare, by Medicaid, by the VA, by pretty well everybody, uh, at least here in the U.S., uh, when it comes to what what does a person have to have in order to receive a particular diagnosis. They're not cheap to buy. You'll probably find one at the library if you want to look up some different things. Um, There's also, uh, if you go to the American Psychiatric Association online, uh, they, I believe they have subscriptions. If a person is interested in having an online version, not having to have the book, uh, you could cut and paste different parts of it if you want, but there is a price with it. Uh, Sometimes you can find you know, where somebody has published something from the DSM, certain criteria out on the internet, but uh, by and large, it's it's all pretty well controlled in books and subscription areas. So that's the DSM. This brings us to the end of today's podcast. I hope you found some golden nuggets that you can use to make your life better. The I Hate Anxiety podcast is for educational purposes only. And while I am a therapist, this podcast is not counseling or therapy. If you need either counseling or therapy, please seek out the services of a licensed professional in your area. And if you are in crisis, call the Crisis Call Center at 1-800-273-8255 or dial 911 or go to your local emergency room. 